If you live to be a hundred, I want to live to be a hundred minus one. So I never have to live without you. Winnie the Pooh. Boys, girls and variations thereupon. It's time to go to bed. Hello and welcome to Modern Escapers, and my name is Oodles Prime, and I have been sent to Earth to monitor these near-duels. First up, remember Tommy Pickles from Rugrats? Well, he's a 40-something version of that. It's Biggie. Wanker. Just <laughs> <laughs> told everyone about him wearing a diaper. A nappy <laughs> diaper, Jesus. Whoa. At last she's free, it's time to take over the world. Make her monsters grow! It's Candy Machine. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Over the hills and far away, all the Geordies come to play. It's Gadget. <laughs> I'll read. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery. Or rewrite history! It's Stig. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to the show. Um, we've got a patron to discuss first, haven't we, children? We do. Yes, we do. If you head on over to patreon.com forward slash modern escapes, then you'll be able to see the lovely things that we are putting out there for our Patreons. Uh, we have three different tiers on there. We have a £5 Modern Escapees tier, and that will get you extended episodes of this weekly one. Uh, so if you're not signed up for that, you're missing some absolute top quality uh, round the back banter, as Oodles puts it. Uh, we also have a, a monthly special, so you're guaranteed at least one monthly special and then any other specials we do on top of that. For instance, we've done a whole series of Loki spoiler specials and coming soon is Too Faff, Too Curious. It's Biggie and Gadget watching Fast and the Furious for the first time and telling us their thoughts. I believe the first film has been watched and recording is to commence soon. So... <laughs> that's interesting if you see that's the noise you're making for the first film (laughs) Uh, yeah you also have our Dungeons and Dragons uh, tier it's Scorch Sheep and that is for our Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast do Dragons Dream of Scorch Sheep if you sign up for that it's £5 a month that gets you ad free episodes it gets you early access to the episodes access to all battle maps artwork original music and anything else we make for the show and you can suggest npc names and item names to gadget to use on us and if you're feeling flush £7.50 is the biggie bundle and that gets you everything we also are uh toying with the idea of doing some videos uh, <laughs> if you uh head on over to our youtube you'll see a reaction video we did to um sexy beasts and didn't we react <laughs> oh yes we did so we're toying with the idea of doing a few of them exclusively for patreons and then to uh, be released to the general public further down the line excellent thank you very much and as time on attrition would warrant we're going to be talking about what we've been up to this week and we're going to start with me for once 
let's just mix it on up. Um, I have been continuing watching The Walking Dead. Um, I, I did I state I was at like series season three last time, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You said you were about a third of the way to season three. I'm on season time. seven now. Fucking Ooh. hell! <laughs> well done. You've you been to work at all this week? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was I've also not... wa- working with The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, um, it's quite easy to uh, watch a, a, a cheeky episode here and there between uh, between breaks. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really, I'm really like it. I know people say um, people fall off it and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm still, I'm still very invested in this. I, I do like the, the, the pace. Like there are talky episodes where. People just literally talk all the way through it or walk. <laughs> it's definitely The Walking Dead because there is a lot of walking in it. But we've got to a point now, I mean, spoiler alert, where most of the cast from the first season are gone. <laughs> There's about <laughs> three main ones left. Um, some of my favourites are still in there, at least. Um, we've had ups and downs. They've lost communities they've gained communities and on the very last episode i saw a gentleman named uh write it down negan ap- approached so let's just see how this gentleman uh lays waste by the looks of things to our oh. beloved yeah. heroes knocks it out the park i can tell you that oh does it oh mm. excellent <laughs> uh the main I thing thought I, negan, I thought negan came a bit earlier than that d- no he was mentioned on um Season six, and then on the last episode of season six, leading into season seven, uh, he made his appearance. It's um, it's the guy from Watchmen, the Watchmen yeah. film. Yeah. So you've not met this seal yet? Uh, no, I don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good. But the main thing I want to discuss is I have been playing Control Ultimate Edition. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so good. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I picked this up from Argentina for very, very cheap. Um, um, it cost me £13, so you're not going to not, are you? No. I thought it was on Game Pass. Um, I, I played it on Game Pass. I think the normal version's on Game Pass. I'm not sure. Yeah. but and Not um, for PC. Yeah. Yeah, no, not for PC, but I picked it up, uh, all next-gen, all lovely, lovely jubbly. I, we have talked about Control on this podcast before, I know that, so I won't go into too much detail, but fuck, that's good, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's proper good. <laughs> it's very pretty as well. It's like, mm. it's, 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 it's not photorealistic. It's very stylized actually, that I, more, oh, than I, it- more than I realised. It has its moments. There's some cutscenes where where the camera gets close in on Jesse. Oh yeah! It's like, is that actually the actress or is it CGI? Mm. Yeah, this stuff with the mouth and the faces and stuff. Yeah, but, no, but there are a couple where it's actually the actress, and it's kind of um, they're very stylized moments. But when you see them, you're just like, yep, that's the actress. That's definitely the actress. But yeah, the, the, most of the way through, you're thinking, how real is this? Yeah, most yeah. of it isn't real. It's really good though. It's so it's so it's it's just. Like I, I thought it was going to be really, really scary, but it's not, is it? No. I thought it was scary, but then I wasn't expecting any kind. I, I went into it knowing absolutely nothing, so I wasn't expecting any kind of scariness at all. And then when you first hear the kind of sound effects, it's like, what is this? Yeah, um, yeah. But I will say I wasn't sober when I played it, so that might have helped. I'm never sober, so don't worry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the, the the main things that I'm really picking up on it is the how. It's like a really souped-up X-Files, <laughs> in a way. 
and yeah. it's got SCP Foundation stuff from Creepypasta. It's got those kind of oh, things. Yeah. Like I've just recently done the um, the fridge mission where a guy has to stare at a fridge. If he looks away from the fridge, <laughs> the fridge will fuck him up. Um, so I'm, I'm coming to save you. I'm coming to save you. And then he goes, oh, no. I looked away. And then he disappears. I go touch the fridge. And I end, end up fighting this big 40 feet colossal eyeball. <laughs> it's just- I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I love the fact that if you haven't played this game, you have no concept of what Noodles is talking about here. Nope, I haven't. It's on my backlog. I haven't. I think the less said, the better, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's, I, mean, I mean, for people that haven't played it, it is a third-person um, action shooter, shooter game. Um, uh, interestingly, you have uh, the same weapon all the way through it. It, it, it basically uh, changes. It, it, it transforms, but it's still the same gun. But it's very clever how it does that. And it's kind of a Metroidvania, kind of. Uh, yeah, it's you, got elements of that. You do you do come back to the main hub and you, you get new abilities and stuff. There, I'm not going to spoil the abilities either because some of them, are, I did not see it coming. Like, like This is fucking crazy, crazy stuff. But yeah, I'm really enjoying this control. And if you've not played it, I think it's available on most things now, isn't it? It's oh, it's on it's on it's on everything. And if you if you're not bothered about having it in 4K, you can play it. Um, it on Game Pass. You can play it on like Switch as well. Editions on Game Pass. <laughs> well, you can. It's a cloud version, though. So, I mean, mm. it runs perfectly fine, but I don't think that's the ideal way to play it. It was no. one of the first PS5 games to get the upgrade from the PS4. Yeah. Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, I, I, I genuinely think, like, it's 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 very it's beautiful and it's beautiful without like like you see these clips of like Forza the new Forza Horizon where it just looks like real life. Uh, it doesn't need to be like 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 Gadget said in the close up cutscenes. Yeah, they look really good. Like they've all got bloodshot eyeballs. They've got veins in the neck. They've got realistic teeth, which phew, games do not do teeth really well, but this game does. Um, yeah, it's just really good. It's it's supernatural without being horror. It's fucked up, and I recommend you all to play it. You can get it super cheap. So yeah, Gadget, what you've been doing? Uh, so. Couple of things. Uh, I'm going to give you a, a not a podcast recommendation, but a podcast episode recommendation first off, because I listened to this one at the gym this morning. Um, and we all know I've talked in the past. I really enjoy Reply All, which is uh, one of Gimlet's kind of tech investigation journalistic kind of shows. Um, and they dropped an episode this week. The thing that I always like about Reply All podcasts is because they are proper journalists, they will they will follow a story to wherever it goes. So they'll come. They'll most of their stories start with, I was thinking about this thing and I started investigating it and it led me here. You know, that's kind of how they go on. And, and a lot of times where stories lead them is completely far removed from what they started with. So the episode is called, it's number 177. It's called Gleeks and Gurgles. Um, and it starts off with one of their producers wondering how the TikTok algorithm works because she installed TikTok and the first thing that showed up was something that um, was a video video related to Glee. And she hasn't thought about Glee for about 10 years, but she was a big fan of it when it was on. And so she starts thinking about how the algorithm works and how it knew to sh- that that should be the first thing she should see on the app. And then it leads her down a path to discovering about people who can't burp. <laughs> Physically can't burp. And... I'm going to leave it that because I don't want to spoil for you, but you just listen to it. It's about an hour and a half long. Um, it's so good. It's such a fascinating little story. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the gym, like lifting weights, going, 
wow, this is really interesting. And <laughs> honestly, it's just fucking weird. It's just really, really well worth a listen, though. Um, but the main thing I'm going to talk about is I joined the Cool, cl- cool Kids Club this week and I got a PS5. Hooray! <laughs> so that's now four-fifths of this podcast on, with a PS5. Not um, and the Because, obviously, uh, Stig talked about... Uh, I got mine with Ratchet and Clank, but Stig talked about that a couple of weeks ago when he got his. Uh, so I'm going to talk about one of the games that I picked up, which is Returnal, which is a game that I've wanted since I first since it was first announced last year, actually. Um, Returnal is a third-person shooter roguelike developed by Housemark. I love Housemark. Mm-hmm. Their games are tend to be roguelikes so or kind of very arcadey, top-down shooters, but with usually an arresting visual style, and they're just great fun to play. I think what was it? Resogun was one of the first ones of theirs I ever played back on the. Mm. It was one of the PS4 launch games. Yeah. It was. Um, but Returnal has you playing um, an astronaut called Celine, uh, who la- who crash lands on the planet Atropos in search of a mystery white shadow signal and finds herself trapped in a time loop. Oh. So, because of course, as it, as it is this podcast, you know, time is a flat circle for us. <laughs> it loops around. We have no concept of what's going on. This game works the same way. So you are charged with exploring this um, ridiculously hostile planet um, and trying to work out what the fuck's going on. And one of the first things that happens is as you get out of your ship, you kind of stumble upon the corpse of yourself. Mm, Do we just hate it when that happens? <laughs> yes. Walking, walking down the street. Oh, fuck, that, there's a dead version of me again. <laughs> just It brings your day down. Um, every time you die in the game, you... Go back to the start. Effectively, it's well, it's a roguelike. So yeah, you go back to the crash crash site. The world rearranges, and you have to carry on forward. Um, a lot of the combat is very much bullet hell style. You, there's a lot of obstacle, a lot of projectiles that you have to avoid. But the gameplay is just the the, the combat is just nailed on. It is so good and so precise. As you're working through, you're unlocking other wep- uh, You're unlocking weapons. You're unlocking abilities. Uh, the graphics. are Gorgeous. It's one of the prettiest games I've ever played. And I'm still only in the first biome, which is a really dark forest at night. Like, mm. you'll walk through some corridors and these, like, bioluminescent plants will just, like, kind of come out of the ground and kind of, like, convalesce around you. And it's beautiful. Like, the light, the way the light reflects off your suit and off your helmet, it's just incredible. Um, I'm about six or seven hours into it at the minute. I've done eight runs so far. I've obviously died in all of them. <laughs> um, but I'm just really, really enjoying exploring the planet. Like, it's one good thing that I think roguelikes are very good at is giving you that sense of exploration. Yeah, because that is obviously the point of the game, you know. Whereas when you play, you know, any any kind of classic Metroidvania or anything like that, once you've done an area, you've done it. You know? Usually, yeah, yeah, you will tend to go back through it to get another route out, or you, you know, you've got an ability, so you'll backtrack through. But with this one, with the way the world's kind of shifting around and giving you um, new avenues and new places to explore every time you die, it's just you're exploring it from the start every time. And there's been a couple of times I'll walk through a door really early on. I've only got the basic weapon, and there's some giant enemy right there just eats me face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look at the draw. Can't argue with that. Um, So, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to exploring it more. Uh, The music's great. Sound design's fantastic. Yeah, if you, if you get a PS5, pick up Returnal. I, I'm really, really enjoying it. How much did it cost? Um, uh, I got it in the PS uh, PSN summer sale for £52. Oh, you can't argue with that. 
We did down from 70. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a really good saving. Um, and I'll probably talk about more PS5 games coming up because I've got Demon Souls coming. Uh, I also picked up the uh, upgraded version of Metro Exodus. Oh, I've been quid. playing that as well. It's very good. Yeah, Returnal. Please do pick it up. It's really, really good. And the more people who buy it, the more House Mark will make more games. Agreed, mm. agreed. <laughs> S- support the developers that you love. That's, I've always exactly. said that. Did you play uh, Astro, the demo? Oh, yeah, I played and finished that. Um, I had so many um, nostalgic-asms is what I'm going to say. It's great, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so worth it just to play with a controller and just to really feel those haptics. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, you just walk into the PS1 land and, like, you, there's a little TV screen in front of you and you just kind of walk over a button and you get the Sony Computer Entertainment mm. logo come up with the sound. Yeah. And you just feel it through your body. It also reminds you reminds me that I've had every PlayStation. Yeah, like PlayStation's been part of my life for twenty five years now, and I feel a little bit old, but also a little bit oh, that's nice. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I same same apart from PS five. Obviously, I didn't buy the PlayStation when I had that bought, but every other I've bought. So maybe I should buy a PS five, or maybe someone should buy me one. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> but thank yeah, that's you. What up to. <laughs> thank you very much, uh, Stig. What have you been doing? Uh, I started Silent Hill 2. Oh, nice. Right. Is that like the fifth best game of all time? Something like that? <laughs> I'm not sure where it ranks, to be honest. Uh, it's up there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not very far into it. I'm only an hour into it, so I'll probably talk about that another time. But yeah, I did uh, I did start that. There's a lot of fog, isn't there? Oh, it's <laughs> foggy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was very creepy. Foggy like, Hill. Walk, that, walking through that first bit and all those those little creatures just like kind of crawling along the floor and like just shooting out from under the cars and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. So I played it with my headphones on because I was like, I'll make sure I get the sound and the fucking static from that the radio. <laughs> the radio as well. It's just like, yeah. You can turn it off There's, if you want. Yeah, oh. I know, but that's not part of the fun, is it? <laughs> no. Also, it helps you identify where the monsters are. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, the sound design, like already, I can tell it's really good. But uh, yeah, I'll play a bit more of that when I uh, have the chance. Uh, but I watched uh, the new Masters of the Universe mm. show, Revelations. Oh, Masters of the Universe, Revelation. Um, I'll put it for say, I enjoyed this. I liked it. I um, the first episode I thought was brilliant. Uh, the music in it is spectacular. Like the main theme they use is really great. And the first time He Man turns into He Man, got a bit goose pimply. You know, Ooh. it's been a long time since I've seen uh, the whole. You know, the, seen it all and you know properly in a TV show. Prince Adam's still got that same outfit on. Uh, Prince Adam's a bit more of a teenage boy in this one rather than being like a big muscly guy who turns into a big muscly guy uh, so <laughs> he literally puts a spray on tan and he's different and no one can spot it yeah he, he just kind of changes his clothes in the in the original Superman, uh, he-man and that's about it but uh yeah and then something happens and it's a catalyst for uh a lot of change and the story's actually based around teela Oh. Um, this is only a five parts uh, show to start with. The the other part is coming whenever. I don't know what. I don't know when. I don't know why they've done it like this. I really think they should have just waited. Done the apparently they're still working on the other five, finishing off some editing and sound and stuff on it. But I don't know why they just didn't release it all at once because it's caused a bit of controversy. Um, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But for me, I enjoyed it. I thought there were aspects that 
didn't work as well. Um, some of the proper criticism I've seen is of the kind of piercing and some of the script is a bit shonky. The piercing is a bit too fast. doesn't really give you time to breathe. It's like, here's a thing, go do this. Here's a thing, go do that. And it moves along quite like that. It, it doesn't really give time to flesh things out a bit. Um, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. I really like the animation. It's by the same team that does Castlevania and that um, Blood of Zeus. Yeah. So, like, the animation I really liked. It really feels like a proper continuation. Like, And, and uh, yeah, but it's kind of come under a bit of shitstorm from people because it's not like what we wanted. It's a sequel so, as well. So, I mean... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I watched the first episode as well. Um, so you know what happens at the end of the first episode? Yes. Yeah. So that doesn't bother me because I know that it's going to leave. No. no. Um, what I did notice was I had absolutely no impetus to watch the second episode. Oh. I, I didn't like it as much as you. I didn't hate it, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I really liked that first episode. I thought it was great. I feel like uh, it was paced fine and everything like that. And then I just remembered that Maybe I just didn't love He-Man as much as I thought. Yeah, that's a fair, fair point. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't like. like the, I said, I um, it is. It. It, you know, this is kind of aimed at a more older audience. It's like a, it's. I think it's rated to twelve, so yeah, it's yeah. a bit more. It's not violent in the terms of Castlevania violent, but it's more violent than like the original cartoon was, and it's clearly aimed, aimed towards the people who enjoyed the eighties cartoon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I get, I get like that. a follow up rather than you know. I'm trying to bring in some new, you know, younger audience maybe as well. But uh, uh, there's there's a couple of good, real good twists in there, which I really liked. But yeah, the, a lot of people think Kevin Smith has lied to them about what the show was about and what the show was doing. And um, I don't really agree with that. Um, I don't, I'm trying not to get into spoiler territory with it, but um, the show does focus on Teela Mora. Teela's a great character moment. anyway. Exactly, and it's it's just coming across as the I didn't want to follow a strong woman. Oh fuck that! Kind of oh, fuck them again, is it? Yeah. yeah, fuck that. I'm gonna watch. And they say they're all right saying now. that's not it. We don't. Ca- <laughs> that's not it. We don't care about that. We care because he can't. He told us one thing, and the marketing told us one thing, and it's doing another thing. And it's like, well, it's not called He Man for one. <laughs> I was gonna say it is called Masters of the Universe. Exactly. Isn't it? So there's that. It's Masters of the Universe. So I, I did see someone trying to like make a comparison. They're saying, oh, like if I was watching a Superman film and Batman was like the main thing, it's like, yeah, but if that was called Justice League. Yeah, that's fine. If it was called Superman and the Justice League, exactly, you, you would expect it to be more Superman centric. Mm-hmm. It isn't He Man. It's that is He Man is th- in this yeah. throughout in a, in a way, and it doesn't focus on him more. It focuses on Teela's journey and, and in general, and in Eternia and what's happened because of what's happened in the first episode and the catalyst for that. And yeah, I just I I like where it's going, and I have no problem with following Teela. I have no problem with like the main kind of people it's fallen at the moment being women. I don't see that as an issue at all. They are good characters. It's got a really strong voice cast. Um, it's got Sarah Michelle Gellar, Lena Headley, Mark Hamill, uh, Liam Cunningham, uh, Justin Long's in there. And there's a load of other people who you'll recognise from. Jay Muse is in it. Uh, yeah, Jason Muse is in it. Um, Kevin Conroy, Conroy Ooh. Uh, Alicia Silverstone. I mean, you know, they're not like big, but these are names you recognise. Tony Todd, 
like there's there's just a lot of people you will recognize and then there's some people who do like a lot of voice actor work you know in other things you'll know yeah and obviously big mark hamill yeah mm. the only thing about mark hamill mm. is it just if you close your eyes it's just it's a joker. joker yeah yeah it's Absolutely like joker. it's like they've kind of gone um can you just do the joker it's the same when he was the trickster in the flash exactly yeah. the same I kind of just wish he'd put a bit more like Skeletor's always a bit like like eh, I'm Skeletor like it was just to put a bit more you of a wine a wine in his voice, <laughs> uh, but it just kind of comes across as a joke. But he's still great. Skeletor's still great in it. Um, but yeah, I've enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next part. I do kind of wish they just released it all. It probably would have explained things a bit more, and there would have been a bit more justification. Kind of what Kevin Smith was saying. Right now, we have no idea um, where it's going. Um, so I'm sure Netflix wouldn't have greenlit it if they didn't know that it was going to be like a decent narrative and stuff like that. They wouldn't have bothered. Oh, I don't know. It's just Netflix. They just throw money. I'm saying anything, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Throw it at the wall. See if it sticks. But I, I enjoyed it, and I've just kind of been seeing a bit of a shitty thing about it today, and it's been review bombed and stuff. And oh, fucking everything gets review bombed by yeah. idiots. It's the but gamers, I, man. It's the gamers. The thing is, right, there is there is valid criticism in some of this because uh, we were talking about it in our Discord. And the, what they were saying was valid criticism, and th- and even then they said I didn't even notice the whole like wokeness in, in you know commas inverted commas because it's being called like a woke show because of like so it's just like no because we didn't notice that because that's not a thing just a strong female lead and Teela always was and it's what annoys me is just like they seem to forget that the original He Man had the sorceress Evil Lynn Teela. A show that spun off it about a female version of He-Man, She-Ra. She-Ra. Yeah. Like this, Eternia and Massive Universe have always had these strong female characters. So who gives a shit if for a few yeah. episodes we follow one of their characters for a bit? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like anyway, I'm watch yeah, it I, despite the gamers, I enjoyed it. And uh, <laughs> sorry for going on a bit of rant there, but it's kind of annoyed me a little bit that kind of stuff. It's be if you got follow criticisms, fine, but some of it just seems to come from a place of. Mm, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, you know, fuck them. So. <laughs> if you're one of them and you listen to this, stop. <laughs> Candy, what have you been doing? Uh, yeah, I watched Masters of the Universe as well. Um, I also really enjoyed it. Oh. I can understand why it's probably going to be a little bit divisive. I think bold moves were made in the first episode, but mm-hmm. I think once I was once I was over. I, once I was used to what, what the direction it was going in, I settled in and I, I really enjoyed it. And like you said, the art style is incredible. The voice acting is really good. And um, I'm looking forward to the next part. Um, the other thing I watched was Johnny Mnemonic. Now, I know Fucking this is hell. super, I know this is super old, but I'd never seen it before. And I think it was recently added. I can't remember if it was Amazon or Netflix, but anyway. It was recently added on there, yeah. Because I'm seeing a lot of people are coming out and saying, it, yeah, mate. I just watched that. they're mean aren't they and if you want to know what that means you'll have to uh, buy our Patreon Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah for me it was one of those rare golden nuggets that earns the title of so bad it was good the acting was just awful the special effects were awful (laughs) and this isn't I mean I know I said it's old but it wasn't I think it came out in 95 96 and when you compare it's post Jurassic Park I was yeah, and I was, was about Jurassic to compare Park, it to Jurassic Park. Yeah, um, the story's passable, but it's executed so poorly. That's terrible too, and the whole thing—I found it just hilariously bad. Um, I know I spent 
time on previous episodes ragging on Keanu, and I don't want it to sound like I'm a I just a fuck Keanu kind I've of thing. I told you, just listen to this. Like, well, exactly. So I don't want to upset him. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I like him as a person. I like to, like him as an actor as well. But I, fucking Ali's bad in this. He's I think he might, isn't he? No, not in this. <laughs> he fucking isn't. Um, I just think maybe he's one of those actors that kind of relies on a really strong director and maybe that's not the re- the support he received in this. Um, but yeah, it was just really laughable. I thoroughly recommend it. If you want to, if you want, <laughs> get drunk, have a couple of beers, get your friends around and just laugh how, oh, uh, how bad it, it is. I, I can't imagine Keanu Reeves being the kind of actor to ad-lib anything. I think he's Mr. Script. I think you can almost see him kind of reading the script as he's acting. Yeah. Like sometimes he's... <laughs> he's, he's a proper, he's a proper like, old-school actor. I don't remember it at all. Quite a high budget that film as well. And when you were talking yeah. about it being post Jurassic Park, I just had a quick look. I thought I'll just love I'll look at the budgets and see if that's a fair comparison. It is Jurassic Park was treble the budget this was, but it's still twenty six million in the nineties. Yeah, that's my barometer. With everything it's either post Jurassic Park, post um, post Toy Story, it, and it's pre. Not, it's not really you know if the if the special effects are bad, that's pretty poor use of the money. I think it probably went more on the likes of Keanu and Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah. there was uh, quite a few famous faces that didn't add much to it. Henry Rollins as well, he was in it and he was bad. <laughs> what was the book it was based on? Who was the author? I can't remember. I didn't even well, know, you know it was what? a I book. Even... No, I didn't either. I wouldn't Henry... mind reading it because I think if the story sure was done well, I mean, the story could have been good. Like a cyberpunk novelist, I can't think who it is. Is it, is it not based on one of William Gibson's novels? Yes, thank you. So it's, right. it's, 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 like, it's like a really half-arsed attempt at the Neuromancer story. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's got nothing That's to do it, with yeah. it, though, has it? No, very little, <laughs> but it's a sort of in the realm. I was looking at Keanu's uh, IMDb for the 90s. His quality in the 90s is all over the place. <laughs> he had to get like, older. Well, yeah, because like, you start with like 1991, Point Break, and Bill and Ted's Bonus, jer- uh, bonus Journey. Jerky. <laughs> bonus Jerky. <laughs> <laughs> bogus journey is what I was trying to say there um, but then he goes into Bram Stoker's Dracula and much ado oh, about God. nothing oh, no. yeah. and uh, even Cowgirls Get the Blues which yeah. might be one of the worst films ever it's made bad. then he does Speed which pulls him back up a little bit Yep. Uh, not the drug um, <laughs> I was going to say maybe Speed was the problem <laughs> <laughs> but then immediately after that it's Johnny Mnemonic and it drags him right the way back down and then like it's a load of films I haven't heard of and then it's the Matrix to finish off the decade. <laughs> He's had a very varied career, but as one of my dear friends said, essentially it's Cyberpunk 1993. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. So that was even, my week. Even after it's, the Matrix, it's a lot of shite. It really is. Up until John Wick. <laughs> are, 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 are you telling me that he wasn't amazing in The Gift? Mate, he wasn't amazing in The Matrix 2 and 3. <laughs> Well, it wasn't true. really amazing in the Matrix. To let's let's be fair, <laughs> he played his character well because I think his character was meant to be a bit monotone, wasn't he? It was destroyed by Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Hugo Weaving in every single scene. Yeah. <laughs> so Massive. yeah, excellent, good week. Um, gadget. Uh, so I've done it again. You've oh done it again, Biggie. Our other bald person in the, in the show. <laughs> what have you been up to? Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna come down there. I'm gonna hold you down and shave your head. <laughs> Mate, he's even changed his name to Biggie. He's been picking on me this evening. Like I asked him to over week, he's done it, and I still, I still uh, made the mistake. Sorry, you just, you sorry, Britain. You could got away with that and just said, "Oh, sorry, I've forgot I'd done you already, gadget." No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing <laughs> if an honest host. Biggie, hello. 
Hello. What you've been doing? <laughs> Not an awful lot, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, okay. Let's move on to the feature. Thanks for that, mate. I've got up to end game, ready to view now. Um, rewatched Captain Marvel. Oh, I love Captain Marvel. Do you know what? I really enjoyed it, but it's the second time I've watched it, and now I've got issues with Jude Law for one. Everyone has. I've got issues in it. Really mis- <laughs> I thought he was really miscast in that. I don't quite understand why he was in that movie. It seems like a really odd choice for him to play. It's that nice character. to put his name on a uh, poster. That's well, what it I- is. But I mean. Considering when you look at all the other sort of people that they had in there, I thought, why him? Really strange choice. Um, mm, yeah. And Annette Benning as well. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. Why sure. they picked her. That was a bit of a weird one. But Brie Larson's awesome. Isn't oh, she's incredible. I know that that movie got a lot of flack uh, wrongly for sort of being. She came out quite pro women and everything after that when it was being released. I think she sort of took that mantle on. But um, I think personally for me, she was excellent. I thought she yeah. really carried that film. Because she's in it pretty much the whole way through. Yeah. There's hardly any scenes where she's not in it. So um, I thought she was brilliant. She funny. is. Um, but yeah, it's just got uh, Endgame to come back around again. So looking forward to that. Nice. Um, yeah, but because of that, I got influenced uh, to go and play Marvel Alliance for some weird reason. So I've been watching a lot of Marvel stuff. Rereading. Oh, the Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, so I, I whacked that on um, briefly. I mean, it's not the greatest game in the world, but it has it's a laugh, some isn't strange... It? charm it's just something about it uh for those that don't know very briefly it's just like a you could almost call it like a diablo Baldur's gate that's what it is basically kind of type <laughs> action rpg um it was released in 2006 it's just literally pick your available marvel characters uh, you can have a team of up to four uh, you mainly control one the ai is controlling the other three you can swap between them at any point and you run around these little areas doing little missions, smashing the crap out of everything. It's very button bashy, unlock abilities, all that kind of stuff. And then you end up getting more and more characters. And then you can build teams so you can have all four as X-Men or all four for the Avengers. And they've combined, they've got some extra bonuses and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just really weird game to play because I know it came out a long time ago, but I was kind of playing it for a couple of hours, just kind of zoning out in a kind of comfort of a game that's really easy to play. It's just not difficult. Um, I loved yeah, it. Strange. I loved it when it released. Yeah. And I was a big fan of the X-Men Legends. Yeah, it's got a lot uh, of lore as well as, as as comic book nerd, and you are as well. It's nice to see that, isn't it? You see all that stuff that you remember, and it's all in yeah. there. Yeah, all the characters are kind of correct. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a really odd but quite comforting game. But, they released um, one recently on, uh, well... Past few years on Switch that I haven't touched yet, but it's because it's still fifty quid everywhere I look. Ouch, that's a bit high. Yeah, brand new one, but I've, I've heard that's uh, pretty decent. I'd love to see something like that done now. I think they could do a lot more. All these licensing, yeah. mate, it's, it's, it's up in the yeah, air, yeah, isn't it? Nowadays, especially now, especially with the uh, Marvel universe. But um, yeah, no, it, it's you can still probably play it from uh, buy it cheaply on the store somewhere apart from the Switch. Um, but yeah. Uh, that was it, really. That's literally all I've been doing. I've just been doing a lot of stuff at the house at home during this weather. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's been another it's week. been another hot one again, hasn't it? It's only just started cooling down in the past few days. You've picked a perfect week to be doing DIY and building stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me, but do you know what? I've Scorchio. probably sweated out so much. It's ridiculous. He's just installed a new sauna. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally going to be buying uh, smaller clothes for me now because I've probably just dropped weight purely hey, from every cloud, DIY. mate. Yeah. Uh, every sweat cloud. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. So that's that is that is us all. Um, we're going to move on to our main topic now. Uh, for the life of me, I can't remember what it is. So, Biggie, let us know. Wow, this one is one of those lovely nostalgia episodes this week as we've decided to go way, way back, back to the childhoods to talk about our favourite children's TV shows. And this is so hard for me because I've got a decade on you guys and some of the stuff I also remember, we haven't got enough time to talk about some of the shows. Hey, some of my honourable mentions to the Patreon bit have passed before you were even born, so you know what I mean? Yeah. So what we're going to do, we're going to go through as all we've all we've all picked one thing that we're going to talk about. Uh, we will have honourable mentions, as Stig said, uh, round the back for the patrons, and we're going to start with what I can see on my screen, and I think he knows who's first. It's Gadget. Well, I am bringing um, a cartoon which predates all of us <laughs> completely. Uh, it's Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Which is one of the classics, the absolute classics of all times. Tacabas! <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Minus to that. Minus to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tom and Jerry uh, was a collection, it's a 140 something animated shorts that were made primarily wow. by um, Metro Gold Mayor back in the 1940s and 50s. Uh, was created, and I didn't realise this um, until recently, I, I didn't, it was created by um, William Hanna and Joseph Barbera. I didn't know they I had didn't anything know to that. do with it. Mm. I always thought it was Chuck Jones, but he just directed episodes rather than being the actual creator. But uh, yeah, it follows the titular uh, Tomcat and Jerry Mouse, and each episode's about five minutes long, and it it just follows the tales of them knocking seven bells of shit out of each other. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, as, as is the traditional cat and mouse relationship, Tom is perpetually trying to catch Jerry. However, Jerry is a sadistic little cunt and will do anything in his power <laughs> to wound Tom. I mean, Jerry is you the bad guy in this. To, you oh. have to sympathise with Tom. Yeah, man. Jerry's oh, the bad guy. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Je- I mean, Jerry's evil. He's pure evil. Mm. <laughs> He's just trying to live. The cat's, try, the cat's trying to Jerry. eat him. He's not. I can yeah, hear he... that scream that he makes when he gets hurt. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. I can hear in my head. <laughs> I stick I, I, stick I, that in. <laughs> I don't remember... Um, I mean, Maybe I'm wrong. I, I've clearly not seen every single episode, but I don't recall Tom trying to eat Jerry. I thought it was always Tom trying to stop Jerry eating stuff from the pantry. Yeah, it's, 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 it's framed as Tom's trying to stop Jerry yeah. doing shit. It's not like Roadrunner. No, there's definitely episodes mm. where he's imagining putting like Jerry in between a sandwich. Two bits of, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, bits of bread yeah. And yeah stuff. there isn't. It's there. a mixture. But you're right. I think he's he's generally trying to stop him being a rodent, basically. Yeah, um, and you know, it, it Tom as he goes on overcomplicates everything. He comes up with some rather innovative <laughs> um, attempts at trying to uh, stop Jerry. Sometimes involving the, their dog Spike. Who, yeah. <laughs> 
sometimes lives with them, sometimes doesn't, sometimes just happens to be a passing dog. Mm. It's always the same. He's a giant, uh, he's a giant bulldog, I think. Yeah, mm. he is. Yeah. Um, and he's also one of the few characters in it who talks. Um, there is also the, um, the, the housemaid, who is what uh, he was referencing at the start, who may or may not be quite a racist stereotype. No, it definitely is. Yes. Yeah. It definitely is. <laughs> it's not, let's not, um, let's not, um, Beat around the bush. Yeah, let's not beat around <laughs> yeah. the bush at all. Tom and Jerry is definitely a product of its time, and there is a fair bit of problematic shit in it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a definitely case set in, point, in the South uh, as well, South mm. America. Yeah, Case in Point was one of the episodes I remember uh, Tom is uh, attempting to, to woo a lady cat, mm. uh, and in an, in an effort to impress her, he has caught Jerry in this instance, <laughs> and... He, he, he stands in front of her. He opens like a ring box, which has Jerry stuffed inside it, <laughs> with a bow around his neck. He pulls Jerry out, and he then picks up a silver platter, takes Jerry, dumps his head in an ashtray so his face comes out black. Yeah. yeah. Stands him on the metal tray and holds a lighter underneath it to make him dance. Oh, oh dear. my god! This is a kids' cartoon. Oh dear. Yeah, there is. <laughs> It gets repeated on, uh, I think it's on Boomerang, uh, the, uh, the, the Sky Channel. Uh, you won't see that episode. And there's quite a few you won't actually end up seeing because they, they don't show them all for stuff like that. My favourite episode's got banned from telly as well. Yeah, it's there's, the there's one, a couple It's of the ones one with the, the heaven and hell one. Uh, oh, it's quite yeah. famous. Oh, with, where, the, with the kittens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these, oh, God, yeah. Kittens in heaven, dead kittens. Oh, that's yeah. so yeah. 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 And then the devils are looking like race, racist stereotypes as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great episode, all things considered. It's all yeah, the dreamers. It's really good, minus all the shit that the comics did. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's... yeah, well, the, I mean, the thing is, the, the, these things, like the, the problematic stuff from within it, it doesn't tend to be the focus of it. It tends to be a one single throwaway gag in an episode or stuff yeah. like that. Like, mm. um, there'll there'll be stuff like uh, Tom Tom will stick his head in something where Jerry's throwing throwing some dynamite in there, and he'll come out looking like a black and white minstrel. Yes, you know stuff like that. Yes, it's bad. It is bad, and there's no excusing it. But it's, you it's also stopped, have to remember it, it was in made like in the nineteen forties. In the the seventies yeah. version, it kind of all oh, that stopped. But then they started talking. Mm. Yeah, because they brought it back several times. So the original run was from like 1940 to 1956 or something like that. And then they brought it back in the 60s with a new animation style, with a very 60s animation style. Yeah. And it was all right. It was some of the same stuff, but it, it you could the art wasn't as good. Like the, the original animation was beautiful. It was oh, gorgeous. Yeah. It was this yeah. all hand-drawn. I mean, to be fair, the 60s stuff was hand-drawn as well. But like the 60s stuff had that very blocky 60s aesthetic i think the episodes were longer as well so they used like the same corridors a lot and stuff yeah there was a lot of that so the 60s one i never really liked as much and then they brought it back in the 80s that's the one yeah (laughs) there there were some episodes where they talked there was some episodes where they weren't attacking each other which i thought was weird yeah and then they brought it back from like tv films in the 90s where they were friends yeah they did a film as well i I thought mortal enemies i thought the movie was the first time they talked I no, 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 there's, no, there's, there has no been way. episodes where they've talked. Really? Because in that movie, they literally make a point of, they both make a point of saying, you can talk. It's like, why have you never said anything before? It's like, she's never had anything no, to I don't say think, to I, I don't think they had conversations. They, 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 they spoke like, a lot of the times, Tom would speak to the camera, to the audience, like a, a fourth yeah. wall breaking thing. Uh, why okay. am I doing this kind of thing? Oh, yeah. right. But like, yeah, they, they, that's the, I'm pretty sure that's the first, first time, time they, they talked talk to, to each other. other yeah, yeah, it's not a film. great film. 
It's not. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think any of the stuff made after 1956 is particularly good. But yeah, there's ones where they just say removed all the violence. I'm like, well, what are we watching this for then? Yeah, it's like that joke on The Simpsons where Itch and Scratchy when they removed the violence and they were just hugging each other and stuff. <laughs> well, that's clearly yeah. what Itch and Scratchy is. Yeah, yeah. Like, based yeah. on, isn't it? And, and The Simpsons just took it to another level where they're just like, no, we're going to show you the violence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also it, it also did some... Um, there's a couple of episodes that get pretty dark as well. There's one episode where... Um, I, f- I forget what happens in it. I think it's basically both Tom and Jerry end up getting their hearts broken by their respective yes, um, bones. I remember that one. And the two of them end up sat on a train track at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. They come vagrants, don't they, at the end? Yeah. yeah what? No, they're sitting on a train oh, track. Oh, to die. Does. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. I know there's a few where they become vagrants and they've got the uh, the, the stick and the uh, blanket yeah. and they're walking away. I'm just well, looking now at the the ones from the forties and that, and like there's some classics here, like the Cat Concert or the Doctor oh, yeah. Jekyll and Mr Mouse, the Invisible Mouse. Uh, there's a, the Hollywood Ball at the Hollywood Ball. These are like absolutely brilliant episodes that I can just I can remember them all. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The, um, the, the 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 I think the Cat Concerto was up there for one of my favorite episodes of all yeah, time. It's brilliant. Um, if you haven't seen that one, it it's a really I mean it's a really simple episode. It's Tom is in. Uh, He's in suit jacket and tails. Composer, isn't he? Uh, yeah, no, no, he's not. He's a um, he's a uh, concert pianist. Oh yeah, oh, and it keeps flopping and it, up. The Hollywood ball is there. Yeah, yeah, it. <laughs> His keeps yeah. popping up and hitting him in the face. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, he's 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 just he's he's trying to he's he's doing a performance. He's sat there playing the piano, and for some inexplicable reason that no context for it, Jerry lives in the piano. Yep. And <laughs> as a result, Jerry is not happy about being disturbed by this concert going on, so decides to fuck Tom's shit. Smashing up. his hands on, the on, on by putting the lid down but, and stuff. Yeah. But it's one of those episodes that, and it was the 1940s were great for this for cartoons where it's all score. It's oh, yeah. All music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything is animated against the music. Um, everything is perfect and you, you even get stuff like, like Jerry like ripping the hammers off um, the piano yeah. and then playing more notes for Thomas to try and keep up with that's right yeah 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 and like, but like it, it gets faster and faster and faster and by the end like Tom's suit's like kind of tearing off him he's so hot and tired and <laughs> he just passes out at the end so funny there's another one I can't remember, I've been looking for the episode title because I can't remember which episode it is but um the entire run of the episode is Tom creates a giant Rube Goldberg machine to try and catch, yeah. finally catch Jerry. It's the most complicated thing in the world, <laughs> and it the, the machine it, machine goes on. Uh, there's fans, there's 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 burners coming up that break strings, and everything goes in. And it, the culmination of it at the end is a safe falling on Jerry as he walks out yeah. of his, his little mouse <laughs> hole. And you see Tom through conception, through building it, through fucking it up, through experimentation. He buys it all from the Acme Corporation, doesn't he? Of course. No, no, that's Looney Tunes. Oh, is that Looney Tunes? Oh. Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom and Jerry doesn't do do acne. Oh. Um, that would have made sense. I thought yeah. so. And it's it's just a brilliant thing where at the very end Tom manages to fuck it up because he mistimes something. He sees Jerry, goes to grab him, jumps right under the safe as it comes down on him. <laughs> <laughs> the I poor remember, cat has no the, luck whatsoever. The French, I'm going to say French Revolution when the oh yeah yeah the Mouseketeers or something yeah yeah there's the two Mouseketeers yeah and he's got that little French mouse that has that little sing a little song white mouse yeah 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 that's it yeah that's one of the classic I mean you get other characters in there's like Jerry's cousin as well where you you get Jerry Streetwise cousin who does talk and he he has a New York accent yeah <laughs> and uh, isn't scared of Tom whatsoever. <laughs> 
and uh, actually ends up wrecking shit with them. There's the Huckleberry so, Finn episode as well, where they're going down the yes. river and stuff. That is loads, yeah. man. There, yeah, there is, and it's absolutely worth watching. Um, if you can find, I mean, the hardest thing is it's almost impossible to find the episodes because any time someone, as soon as someone uploads one to YouTube, they get pulled. Oh yeah, it's because there's um, like there's but, like massive Blu-ray editions, isn't there, with like every single one's on it, but they like, they yeah, do it in volumes. Hard, yeah, they're hard to get in this country as well. Um, the one place I would say you can probably watch them is Amazon Prime has a few collections up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not exhaustive. You're not going to get all the episodes, but is yeah absolutely worth a watch just just go watch tom and jerry it's so good yeah it, it is good. on tv like every oh, yeah, all the time. afternoon or something and it was just like every you knew at a certain point it would be on every single day yeah boomerang was the big one wasn't it it was right, cutting network this, before it before turned to boomerang yeah 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 and when it, even on terrestrial telly like you, you you know like on a saturday afternoon like yeah. um just just before you got the um like uh, the afternoon, like football results would come on. You'd have like a, a couple, like fifteen minutes of cartoons, and there'd That's be a right. couple of Tom and Jerry's in there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a big nineties throwback. Me thinking about when you get the pools results. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you would never the guess local the pools la- as well. The last time that I saw Tom and Jerry is just the most random thing ever. Right um, when you when you said Tom and Jerry, it was um, at three a.m. in the morning. In a not a kebab shop, it's more like a little cafe that they did like kebabs and things. Um, in Beirut, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just random. It's just like my friend used to live there, and it's like, right, let's go get some of this after a night out. And I was just sat eating my chicken kebab thing, and there they had Tom, like, they were just playing repeat, repeats of Tom and Jerry on the TV screen in there. <laughs> I very much enjoyed it, yeah, <laughs> you would. Excellent, excellent, brilliant. Um, yeah, Tom and Jerry, watch it. Um, there are some websites that are dedicated to uh, putting the best episodes and the ones that you have to watch and stuff like that. So yeah, go for that. Um, we're going to go up, move on to me now. Um, we're going to talk about a show that I have discussed before, and it's always fascinated me, and it's always pissed me off at the same time. It's a show called Bernard's Watch. Um, <laughs> I brought this up many times because it fucks me up. I'm sure you've had a rant about this on this show. Before. I have, and I'm going to do it again. So, for, for people that don't know, Bernard's Watch is a British children's drama series about a young boy who could stop time with a magical pocket watch. The show was created by Andrew Norris and was produced for seven series that aired on CITV from the 14th from 14th of November 1997 till 2005. Fuck off! Oh, I've it was going that this. long. I've mm. never seen this. So, Bernard's Watch. Um, Right, so the <laughs> basically the, the, there's two there's two timelines to Bernard's watch. Yeah, believe me, they get it gets it gets very Doctor Who. So in two thousand in, <laughs> in two thousand and five, it was rebooted. Like, um, it's, it's it's still Bernard, but it's rebooted. So in the original Bernard, uh, Bernard was given a watch by a magic postman because he was always late, and his mum and dad nearly divorced due to Bernard being a little bastard. <laughs> so the rules were by the postman you could not commit crimes with this watch and you should always make time go back to normal eventually and in the reboot the watch magically appears through the window to a new Bernard and there were no rules so the the reboot was a lot darker in tone um, 
the show had 79 no, episodes. There were only two kids called Bernard. No, they, it was supposed to be the same Bernard, just played by another actor, because obviously it's nearly 10 years later. Um, but yeah, it was rebooted. So there's 79 episodes over seven seasons, like I said. And do you know what the IMDb rating of it is? 7.2, which is pretty favourable for a kid's show. That high? Mm, yeah, Bernard's Watch. So <laughs> the reason it, it, it basically ca- captured my imagination as a kid and up to being a teenager still, because I've watched every single episode of Bernard's Watch, even the reboot. Um, I think it's good, but it's so stressful because in my head, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of scenarios that don't ever happen in the show. Like um, like Bernard's, uh, in the first, first run of Bernard, let's say um, phase one of Bernard, um, he's, he doesn't commit any crimes. He's, he's a good kid. Um, like on the first episode when he gets the watch, he goes shopping, there's a queue, what does he do? He gets his shopping, pushes the queue by stopping time, and then he puts the money down and walks off. Ooh. So, <laughs> technically, he's fucking up stock levels in that shop, but other than that, at least he's paid for it. Of course so he is. At the end of the day, when they're topping up the till and it's out. Yeah, till's up. The pe- the, that poor cashier is going to get a right fucking... Yeah, yeah. he's not breaking any laws, but... Yeah, and then there's, there's stuff like making his mum and dad like each other again and stuff like that. There's a bit of a narrative <laughs> under, under, <laughs> undertone to that. Uh, he's a cute kid and that. He's, he means well. And there's one episode where, where they're at a football game and he's got his football kit on and Bernard's crap at football, his proper crap. And uh, there's a penalty and then for, for no reason, the coach says that, Bernard, it's your time to shine. So what does he do? As he kicks the ball, he stops time. <laughs> He, put, he runs up to the goalie and pulls his shorts down. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes back to his position with his foot in air, presses the watch again, and goal is like, oh no! And he scores the winning goal. So technically not breaking any crimes, but a bit naughty. Could have used that a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just that kind of thing. But it used to stress me out mainly because what if like something bad happened to Bernard? Had his, if, he'd, if he'd stopped time because the whole universe stopped. If Bernard didn't press that watch again, the pocket watch, time would never exist anymore. It'd just be stopped. But if Bernard, like... I think you're pitching a Twilight Zone episode here. Yeah, but what if... What if he, I know, God forbid, Bernard had a heart attack or something like that and he couldn't press the thing, and then that's it. What happens? And like, there's, there's too much science to think about as well. Like, The fucked up thing is, like, because it's a really low-budget kids' show, when he does stop time, like, he doesn't stop raining... The clouds keep moving, wind keeps blowing, but wouldn't you? I don't know how it works, but wouldn't like the Earth's tilt? Wouldn't you fall off it? Wouldn't you fall off the Earth and it keeps? I don't understand how it works. It's fucking stressing me out. Is it just humans that stop? No, not no, because dogs stop as well. Objects as well. Dogs and frisbees. Maybe just living things. No frisbees stop. Football stop. It's fucking... Could you possibly be overthinking a children's TV yeah, show from the nineties? But then the... that's got to be a title there. <laughs> but the reboot, the reboot happened, and it got dark because there was a um, so basically. Um, uh, I've got Ryan Watson took over the role of Bernard in two thousand three for the Phase Two, uh, the revamped edition of the series, mainly centered on Bernard in primary school. So shit's kicking off. Um, the revamped edition of the series, mainly centered on uh, um, on. Um, Bernard's fascination with a girl. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff where he like he uses his watch to get back at his high school teacher, Miss Savage, whom he deems a bully. And also Nicolette is the, the girlfriend that he's after. So he does he's just like there's, there's one scene where he's he's considered friend, Bernard's friend is like 
chatting Nicolette up. He's, 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 he's pulling all the right moves and stuff like that. Uh, it's working. She's, she's, she's into it. So what does, what does new Bernard do? What would old oh. Bernard do? He'd pull his pants down, wouldn't he? Yeah, but New Bernard mm. puts like liquid in his, so it looks like he's pissed his pants. That's exactly what New Bernard does. That's exactly <laughs> what he does. It makes it look like he's pissed his pants. So New Bernard's an absolute, even worse bastard. Um, in in the reboot as Too well, much power. Bernard doesn't seem to have any parents. He just lives alone, <laughs> which is weird. There's no parents. Uh, he does stuff like when he goes to the shop, he doesn't pay for anything. So it's like the darkest timeline of Bernard. Um, I know I've said Bernard a lot, but <laughs> the, the words lost all meaning to but me. It's, it's a proper yeah. like it's a proper like like the, the reboot like talks about like existentialism and stuff like that for a kids show. Like like at one point he throws the watch, he throws the watch, and as he throws the watch, it presses the the top stat the, the, the stop time, and he doesn't realise time's stopped. He's not affected by it because obviously he's the he's the master of the watch, and he's just sat in his bedroom like playing on his Mega Drive, and. Like his mega drive seems to work when time stops, <laughs> so electric electricity is flowing. But everyone else is just like perpetually stuck in time, and then like he falls asleep, he wakes back up at next, and and the day hasn't changed. Do you know what I mean? It's fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, I mean, you can, you can get them all on DVD, and there right. you have them all on DVD. I'm alright. You already have them. <laughs> I'm saying, do you have them all on DVD? Oh, do I? Uh, no, no. I've, I've found other means to um, watch Bernard watch. Um, <laughs> basically, it's the kind of thing that Phase 2 Bernard would do. That's how I've been watching them. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just a really good show that, obviously, it, it, it can make kids think about this kind of power, being power mad. And by the end of it, Bernard's a dictator. Do you know what I mean? I mean, not not literally. He's, he's just a, he's, he just abuses power. And at uh, the end of... The, the the very 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 I'm gonna spoil the very last episode of Bernard. He gets the watch taken oh, off him. Please don't. I know. He gets the watch <laughs> taken off him, and and that passes on to a, a girl that's not named. So who knows? We might get uh, we might Bernadette's get Bernadette's watch. watch. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> that's we might get that in 2022. You never know. But yeah, Bernard's watch, man, I love it. The the thing is the I fact that you've well. overth- the fact that you've overthought it. Fair enough. That's you. You're going to do that. Yeah. But you haven't overthought it quite enough, because when you because when you were mentioned there, like Bernard would go into a shop and he'd like stop time just to skip the queue and all that. Mm. Has no one ever considered the emotional trauma of those shopkeepers who periodically just see money appear right in front of them? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> and like like in in some episodes, Bernard's like watching TV uh, or playing Mega Drive as his stop time. So does the CCTV still work in the supermarket? Can people see that he's got these powers? I don't know how it works, and it fucks me off. It stresses me <laughs> you out. You really have spent some time thinking about this, haven't you? This, this Reddit threads about it, about Bernard's watch and the power he wields. <laughs> it's just, and who is the postman that gave him it in the first place? So why has this child been entrusted with the ability to stop time for the entire galaxy, yeah. uh, entire universe? And the postman just like turns around and gives him that cheeky wink. Cling! And, it, 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 and then he's gone. Who the fuck's that postman? Who is it? <laughs> I want, I want the spin-off. Bernard in the future. <gasps> so hang on, the postman gives him a watch, yeah. like Gadget says, which has this incredible power. Yeah. And all he uses it for is for skipping cues and scoring Yeah, goals. and not being late for school <laughs> and stuff, yeah. And from what I understand, postmen are really, really overworked as well, so why does the postman not keep it, do, do all his deliveries and then, you know... Because I think the postman, I mean, it, it, it doesn't get said because we only see him in the first and the last episode. Um, I think... He understood the burden of that power, and it was a curse as well, as well as a boon. 
So you never know. Is that why he winks? It's like you fucking. Yeah, it's your turn now, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> and, Bernard was always a little shit to him, so he gave him the curse. Yeah, and, and now the actor that played Bernard, he's a doctor in real life, so you never know. It's you could become a doctor if you get a watch. But yeah, let's move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. Like that's a lesson that you're taking from us. It's a as, tenuous as life, link. Lesson, as life lessons go, that is. Yeah. Uh... You get a watch, you might become a doctor. <laughs> it's tenuous, but we'll move on. Or a time lord. Or a time lord. That's it. Oh. So, Stig, what uh, you got? This is an art attack. attack. Uh oh. This, this is an art attack. attack. This, this is art attack. This is 100% inspired by your artwork you did for us because um, as fucking shitloads of great TV shows out there, mm-hmm. and I saw that, and I just thought, you know what? I used to watch that all the time. And make <laughs> a point of making sure that I could watch Art Attack because I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I put um, it in for a reason because I loved it as well. It's uh, originally it was a segment on a TV show called Number Seventy Three, uh, which was Neil Buchanan as well, and then it became its own series. It ran from nineteen. Presented that. 1990 to 2007. What a run. Really? Yeah, presented by National Treasure Neil Buchanan. Yeah. It was was revived again in 2011 to 2015 with some random presenters, but (laughs) gives a shit. They're not Neil Buchanan, who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's not Neil Buchanan. It's some random people who, yeah, like obviously didn't. uh, Did Neil Buchanan have a brummy accent? Was he from Birmingham? Scouse. Scouse. Ah, there we go. Uh, yeah, so he wrote, produced the series, came up with the majority of the creative ideas, and it was just—it's just a quintessential British show, isn't it? Yeah, can um, you imagine being American listening to all things we've been discussing so far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this was a simple, wholesome show presented by one man doing art and showing kids how to make simple art projects or teaching them techniques. Uh, I used to look—I've been watching episodes of this as well, like just to. Yeah. On a bit of nostalgia trip watching some of it and Buchanan's such a great presenter um, he always showing you how to do stuff in like this calm non-frantic tone you know not like a lot of other 90s TV kids presenters where it's all just like like yeah he's not being... exactly Dave Benson Phillips is it exactly he's just kind of like if you do this you can just uh... he's, he's the UK's Bob Ross yeah he's even got curly mm. hair as well yeah, that kind of like just um, calm tone, showing you how to do things. And if oh, if you like to do that, you could do like this or you could do that. And it just kind of casually shows you how to do things. So, yeah, while it's only him in a studio by himself, uh, the way he presents, he presented and talked to you as a kid, was he wasn't like talking down to you, like, like I know how to do this. Like, you're, you yeah, obviously Yeah, he wasn't condescending, was he? No, not at all. He was very much like... You know, he knew. He probably knew that most kids watching that would never be able to create anything as good as him. But he made you feel <laughs> like you could, like, like getting lessons def- by Da Vinci. Yeah, like you definitely weren't going to be able to like just knock up something quick like he did. Like, but you know that trying to keep along with him or like, oh, I'll do that again. Later, like, you felt like oh, I could do that. That looks you know simple enough to do. Um, 
Like, you just do so many different things. Like, I've been watching some, and he was making picture frames made out of sponges. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just like, I get some scourers, chopping him in half, and then you glue them together like this. And PVA glue? The tape in, yeah, a bit of PVA glue, a bit of tape here, and there you go. You've got a, a, a frame made out of sponge. What they do uh, so call it? Sticky back plastic. Yeah. <laughs> call it tape, uh, did that. That's MacGyver of artwork. Oh, is that yeah. Peter? And then there was other ones who was just like drawing gooey zombies, how to make faces with flappy ears using a stick and split pins or <laughs> door creatures. And it's just full of... Like, all needed all, stuff as well. It's Alive. so full of like wonderful and creative ideas for kids. And it was simple stuff that you could try at home and do along with them as well. Like There was never anything that too complicated. And then in between that, obviously, sometimes he'd tell you how to do a few techniques like cro- cross uh, shading and stuff like that. Uh, mm. but yeah, I just used to... Love watching it, and I would always watch like no, like this week. You know, it's Art Attack time. I'd be there after school and watch it, and um, he'd always do the the thing that he did. Here's one I made earlier, kind of thing. Oh yeah. So so he started off going, "This is what you do," and then you know, if you want to do it like this and do it like that, you could create something like this, and then there's his finished product ready fit to show you. Um, and then he obviously in between all that. We had a little five-minute segment where he'd do some big art project. Oh, they That's were what I remember most yeah. about it. I used to them. love that. The bird's yeah. eye view. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he would create huge pieces of art using anything. Jumpers. So, like, <laughs> boxes, bed sheets, clothes, sand, salt, ribbons, white line machine, you know, like you like you'd mark a cricket pitch or yeah. a rugby pitch or something. Yeah. You'd get one of them and make some. Even food. Like, what I saw, he did this, he was at the zoo, and he did this big tiger where he'd use a few different fabrics and stuff to make the body and then he'd done all the little accents and small parts of the tag using stuff like carrots rice dog biscuits <laughs> like just <laughs> just random things like to make up this big huge thing uh and then out you know to break up the segments as well you had the head oh uh, it's me the head yeah so this was uh if you've not seen it it was a puppet statue it's a puppet of a statue of a, a statue head yeah, and he's kind of used as a bit of a comic relief to break up the segment. He was crap, like, wasn't he? At art. Oh, he's yeah. so, like he's cra- yeah, probably crap. He's my like, pasta drawing, and the pasta just like falls off. Falls off. Yeah, yeah. he tried to create create what uh, Neil Buchanan yeah. had done, and it was always unsuccessful. And uh, I also found out this today that he's got the word sex in his hair. What he does? Hey, look no up. Way. Uh, look up uh, the uh, art attack puppet. Uh, he- like I've got statue. a picture on my phone because I did the artwork, and it's got like in 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 his hair, like it's they've <clears> kind of modelled it so it looks like the word "sex" in his hair. Oh my god, it does! Yeah, <laughs> what a bastard! Uh, but the theme tune, as Oodles so lovely started when I when I uh, started this segment, absolute banger. Yeah, one what of the a best. tune that was, just so good. Later, completely ruined in the nineties. He started fucking around with it and making it like all like kind of boingy boing like noises in there and and it was just like <laughs> and then one of them boingy noises yeah yeah that's the best way I could describe it and like there was one that sounded like this really shit like pop punk version oh so a- just like, an anarchist art attack <laughs> it's just it just none of them the new ones sounded great but that nineties tune from the early nineties to like throughout the nineties that, that absolute banger and then it. And then it It'd come with like, you know, the flash card on the screen, then it'd like another little round of drums had hit in. Didn't it start with and then did it? Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. 
Yeah, and then yeah. it goes. Yeah, it goes to the title screen. And it goes. Yeah. Oh, so good. Power See, I've just it. I've just been singing the song in my head of what I thought was the theme tune, just having a little bop, and I've just realised it's Blind Date that I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Blind Date. <laughs> um, we could maybe get onto that one uh, another episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, the sets were great as well. Uh, I, I never kind of really took much notice of that when I was a kid, but when I was watching these videos, I realised how cool the sets were. Like it was just massive him, area where he's in, wasn't it? Yeah, big, huge like area, but like behind him, just had like all these huge like art props. So you'd have like a big like a uh, paint thing there behind him. There'd be huge pencils and highlighters and pencil cases and like paint brushes, but like mass, absolutely massive ones like scattered around the room. But yeah, yeah, I just love it. I used to watch it all the time. Um, yeah, my God, it was just it was just when you when you put that up there, I was just like you know because I was thinking about like all the great cartoons and there's plenty I could talk about. And I saw that and I was just like, oh, I need to talk about Art Attack. I mean, we would be remiss not to discuss the two uh, elephants in the room when it comes to Art Attack. The first one is Neil Buchanan's in a death metal band. Uh, yeah, it's well, death, what? it's not a death I metal band. I thought he was, wasn't he? He's in a metal no, band. No, 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 no. He's, uh, and in fact, I was, I was, I was going to bring this one up. If you look in the Discord, there's a picture of him play, uh, well, playing Well, in my live. head, it's a death metal band. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's a new wave of British heavy metal band called Marseille. Oh, so it's, oh right, it's more fresh then. No, more more like Iron Maiden. Oh right, we have a British Look heavy metal. there in that picture in his big bright Art Attack jumper, <laughs> and now he's there with leather jacket and and Look the, and, and the, the second and... elephant in the room is a lot of people in the UK believe he's him to be Banksy. Yeah, he has denied one, this. Yeah. He has denied like, it. Cat- but... Categorically denied it, but obviously, if you were Banksy, you would. But I I do love the idea that one day we find out who Banksy is and it's Neil Buchanan. Imagine that. I mean, that. That would be the most amazing thing. It would be. And if you like that, you can do it like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would not be mad at all in the slightest for Banksy to be Neil Buchanan. No. <laughs> uh, do, do we know what he's doing now, apart from being in an Iron Maiden type band? Uh, I think it just produ- helps produce shows and stuff. Yeah. I think it's like back, backstage production. I do know. Like I remember that he, went, he, went, he, went, he was on Zap for a while, wasn't it, as the hands, you know, the crafty hands that make yeah. the thing. Yeah. He was on that. Yeah. Um, but that that was concurrent I'm, with Art Attack, wasn't it? I'm so glad that he never turned out to be Rogan. It'd break my heart oh, if yeah. he did. Oh yeah, he's not a baddie. He's not. He's Neil not Buchanan is a goodie, and he yeah. always will be. But yeah, good pick, man. Good pick, uh, Candy. What you got? I'm going to talk about a cartoon that I just still love to this day, and it's Count Ducula. Ah, yes. oh, excellent. And I'm going to put the theme tune in right here because it's amazing. Nice. Home for many centuries to a dreadful dynasty of vicious vampire ducks, the Counts of Duckula. Legend has it that these foul beings can be destroyed by a swing through the heart or exposure to sunlight. This does not suffice, however, for they may be brought back to life by means of a secret rite that can be performed once a century when the moon is in the the latest reincarnation did not run according to plan. In the heart of Transylvania, in the Vampire Hall of Fame, yeah, there's not a vampire in the other. He won't bite beast the man, cause he's a vegetarian, and things never burn blood Duckula. 
So Countercular was released in 1988 and I'm uh, kind of ashamed to say that I was around for the first go around, so I'm that old. Um, it was a spin-off from Danger Mouse and starred Delboy, a.k.a. David Jason, as a vegetarian vampire duck who dreams of fame and fortune. Um, it features three main characters, Duckula, Igor and Nanny, and the antagonist, antagonist Dr. Von Gusfing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> whose voice was just absolutely incredible, like the, the biggest ham German accent you could possibly <laughs> imagine. Sometimes, um, I sometimes saw Hammy was unintelligible as well. It was there's a, a, few, a yeah. few phrases that he comes out with. I, to this day, I still don't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Uh, <laughs> Counter Killer the 17th was created by Igor and Nanny in a ritual which takes place every hundred years. Unfortunately, the ritual went wrong when Nanny accidentally replaced blood with tomato ketchup. And that's why he's been uh, created as a vegetarian. Yep. Um, and many episodes revolve around Igor's attempt to turn Duck Killer into a proper vampire. He doesn't have real teeth, does he? No, you can see it. it's in the opening shot, yeah. isn't it? He takes them out. He takes them out. He doesn't have <laughs> And teeth. then the carrot attacks him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's vampire carrots, apparently. Um, <laughs> Eagle wants nothing more than to be the uh, butler of an evil blood-drinking vampire, just like the good old days. And he kind of brings the dark streak of the show's humour. He's kind of... Um, He's like a, a kind of a stock Igor character that you see in all the old Dracula films, mm. uh, all the old Dracula iterations, and his, his voice acts as like a sort of deep, vo- booming, like Christopher is Lee he, sort of style. Is he like style. a vulture? What kind of bird is he? Is he a vulture or is he like an old eagle or something? Maybe a bald yeah, eagle some, or something. Because he's got a bald head, yeah. doesn't he? He's got like a little pink little... I know they're all birds, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know. I think Nanny's probably a Chicken owl, isn't no, he's, she? No, no, he's, 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 he's according to the Wikipedia, he is a hunched, balding, cultured vulture with a there deep, slow voice and delights in the macabre. Oh, well, I do apologise. Nan- Nanny looks like a really I'm sorry about chick. that, Eagle. <laughs> she does. I so I love Nanny. Nanny's just, my, she's, yeah. she's the housekeeper and she's just absolutely my favourite character. She, has, she's an, just she like, has her arm in a sling or something. Yeah, because she doesn't use the door. That's the whole thing. Like, oh, yeah. use the door, Nanny. She always comes fucking bulldozing <laughs> through the walls. And that's actually one of Igor's catchphrases, isn't it? Like, Nanny, use the door. She's yeah. just smashing through shit left, right and centre. She's got the arm perpetually <laughs> in a curse. And she has like a thick West Country accent as well. I was well. just going to say... There must be some similarity there. I was going to say, I think I, I think I see myself in her, just running through walls. And she, she always like patronises Count Duckula as well. She's like, "Oh my little ducky booze," you know. She's all sort of motherly and looking after him, just much to Igor's chagrin. Um, I still maintain that Duckula is just one of the funniest shows that's ever been, like kids shows. Yeah, that's been I on genuinely TV. think it's better than Danger Mouse, and it it, 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 it was is. a bad in Danger that. Mouse, wasn't it? Well, a version of him was, and I think they, because he actually was a vampire, he was a proper vampire in Danger Mouse, and I think they kind of got round it with the intro of the cartoon, they kind of reinvented him a bit as a a vegetarian. I think it's better, mate. Yeah. Um, It was was released in the 80s, and because of that, it got away with a lot of adult humour, and sort of more so even than movies like Shrek and stuff. Yeah, Um, yeah. Obviously, it went over my head when I watched it when I was three, but it makes it. I was I was watching episodes this evening just before I started um, the recording, just to kind of catch up, and um, it's just hilarious. And I'll give you an example. Um, the title of the first episode is "No Sax, Please." We're Egyptian, <laughs> and <laughs> one of the jokes in it is uh, so. N- Nanny's notoriously thick, and she doesn't know shit. Um, 
and they're looking at this uh, statue of Anubis, and she's like, a nudist? No, nanny, not a nudist. A nubis. <laughs> I, I, I had that, that VHS, that first VHS, which has um, No Sax Please Were Egyptian, The Mutinous Penguins, and One Stormy Night on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, my 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 favourite duckular gag, um, my, it, it actually, to be fair, it might be that Anubis nudist one. <laughs> Um, because it's one of those gags that just goes on ever so slightly too long as well. It gets like it's like a David Brent awkwardness kind of thing, You're staring at but each other. The, but in the mutinous penguins, it's a it is they're on a boat in the in the Arctic. It's piratical penguins, <laughs> um, and it's it's one of these things. It's nineteen eighties cartoons, nineteen eighty even to be fair, nineteen eighties writing was just you know quick throwaway little jokes and it, dad uh, jokes, the, yeah, and the uh, the. The penguins are getting into a into a bit of a seafaring battle, and um, and the captain goes, "Go there, fire the grape shot." And the other one says, uh, "Sir, wh- why don't we fire the pineapple shot? It'll hurt more." Uh, <laughs> oh dear! Stupid stuff like that. <laughs> is that but it the makes one me where, giggle every time? Is that the one where one of them? I think it might be Eagle or uh, a family friend maybe gets seasick, and they say, "Oh, you, you'll be fine. Just put your head between your legs." And he literally takes his head off and puts, puts it in between, between his, his legs. legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is one episode where they what go to Loch Ness Monster as well. The comfy sofa, not the comfy sofa. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just going to keep quoting it here because I, love I, I just remember <laughs> the one with Loch Ness Monster. Um, I believe it exists in that as well in in that universe. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I really like Duckula. I, I liked that that theme tune though. Fuck, all, absolute all banger time, and banger. And the outro as well. Like yeah. I remember as a kid, I was really captivated. Like the, as you said, the song was a banger, but then the art style as well. Do you remember it was kind of like it's like pop it art, a, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it was the red. It was the red red background, but then also actual sort of photos of like horror actors and actresses. I it's think like the it's like uh, if you remember frame. the original iPod adverts when it was just the background pop art advert. You know where they're just dancing and you just see yeah. the silhouettes. Yeah. It's like that, isn't it? <laughs> And it's sort yeah. of juxtaposed against the the animated characters too. So I remember just watching that and thinking, yeah, that's just being kind of mesmerised by it. The the art style of the whole thing actually is pretty cool. It, it's a little bit different to the sort of the typical He Man sort of stars. It uses it uses a lot of like greens and purples rather than Brave Star and He Man and stuff. And that kind of used more oranges and earthy tones and big muscles and. You know, they were all animated in Japan though, and stuff like that, weren't they? So, and then brought. Yeah, it's it's got a very British look because Danger Mouse had the same sort of style as well. But it wasn't quite. I didn't think Danger Mouse had quite the feel that Duckula did. No, Um, and all the 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 gargoyles and the cobwebs and stuff, and the the spooky kind of static backgrounds, I was really attracted to as well. And um, I think that's kind of followed me through life a bit as well. Like Gadget, you've been to my house. I basically live in Castle Duckula. Even to the point where periodically it just disappears and goes somewhere else for a little while. <laughs> just fucks off. You, know, you can't predict it. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thoroughly enjoying watching all the episodes again as I was making notes. So I think I'm going to go back. They're all on YouTube, so I'm going to go back. Yeah, they and watch are all on. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of Bernard's Watch on YouTube as well if you want to watch that as well. <laughs> I mean, you haven't really sold it, but I might. I'm quite oh, interested. Watch it. But yeah, Duckula <laughs> is brilliant. I've watched it with my kids, and my kids love it as well. Um, it's one of those shows that despite its age, still holds up, I think, for your eyes and for your ears. Do you know what I mean? It's The, the, the voice acting is impeccable and it, it just still looks great. So, And from what I saw, there wasn't anything that was too problematic. Oh, no. Either, not to the was, extent was, of Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say it's one of those rare cartoons from the 80s without anything problematic in it because I think 
it, it's such a unique little setting that it has. Yeah. It doesn't need to play on troops. There's no like real world stuff, stuff like in it, is there? It's just all fantasy no. and yeah. It was just a bit naughty in places. I think that's the worst you can say. say a bit like it. carry on <laughs> films, isn't it? A bit innuendos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Excellent. Good pick. Right then. Okay, Boomer. What you got? <laughs> Thunder, 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 thundercats. Oh! Give us a bit of thought because I try to remember when I was playing with all my little toys as a kid, which was my favourite, which one did I have more of it of the others? Because I don't know if you guys were the same. Your parents may have bought the toys to stuff that you're into. Oh, yes. And you might have a mix match. You didn't like have a full set of everything. No. <laughs> but you'd have a real mismatch I had Darth of all Vader, the others. Darth Vader fighting Pamphoro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, this was it for me. It was Thundercats. And I love this show, man. I, I mean, that, I think it's incredible. Like the theme tunes, just, I don't know if we want to do like a Twitter poll or something just for a bit of fun to see which ones we've chosen all out of I can promise you now, Bernard's Watch isn't tune. a good theme tune. <laughs> 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 but it's an absolute banger, man, that theme tune. Just the fact that you've got that guitar solo in there, you've got Mumra doing his evil laugh, you've got a cat growling at one point, all mixed in perfectly together. But as a show, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was excellent. And it's a bit of a weird one because at the end, I don't know if you guys remember, almost at the end of every episode, it was that horrible thing that I think He-Man did the ending where they all had a little story to tell about what was good and what was bad. (laughs) Until next time, friends. But Thundercats (laughs) was completely just that laughter where they almost stopped. (laughs) Laugh in the freeze frame. Yeah, it was just... (laughs) Snarf, snarf. Yeah, Thundercats, man. I mean... I, I'm not going to lie, I was attracted to Tara at one point, I think, oh. as a furry. She is as sexy as hell. And I don't know if you guys <laughs> wow. remember the, the <laughs> first episode, they were pretty much naked. It's so bizarre. They didn't put uniforms on until the end of the first episode, I think it is. Yeah, 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 you're right. So it's really weird that they're running around naked, all of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, they're fighting Mumra, who, again, is one of those evil villains that happens to choose... And a, the worst people to help. Oh him God, his henchmen are crap. Plans. I don't know if you guys remember the uh, the evil mutants that supported him, but there was Slife, yep. Monkey, and Jackal Man, <laughs> Rataro. I, I remember him. Yeah, Vulture Man. Um, yeah, and in fact, they ran out of 
ideas at one point because by the end with some of the people that supported them they actually had a snowman yeah who <laughs> has snowman. the cat that supported it that was called snow meow yeah <laughs> But yeah, just I, I love this show. I thought the the action was great. The weapons were super. You know, it's human. pure anime as well. Mm. It was great. They had well, well, wasn't it animated by a Japanese anime? Yeah, same there. as Transformers as well. Um, they were really busy guys. Mm. But um, Chitara had a staff. Um, Tiger, he had a what the bolo whip. Yep. Yep. Um, the nunchucks for Panthero, and obviously you've got. Lino with his sword of omens that gave him sight beyond sight. Yeah, I remember the. Uh, do you, you ever watch Robot Chicken when he uses his sight beyond sight to watch people in the toilets? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the annoying wily cat and kit. They were just annoying. Yeah, the twins. Um, and they had some really strange characters as well. Uh, the Burbills. Do you remember them? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just, I don't know, the, the cat's lair. It was just like the whole bundle. And I was a big fan of He-Man as well. But it, something about It's got a great lineage as Thundercats because it's like it got rebooted in, in the past decade. It and it's really, the, the it reboot's like really like earnest and sincere and really like like strong narrative and stuff like that. It's really good. Um, have, you seen, have you seen the latest reboot? I was going to no. say the reboot a couple of, No. The, two, the 2011 reboot is think what Oodles is probably talking yeah, about. But yeah. Thundercats Raw is like. Think Thundercats on like meth. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! no. They've, LSD. They've, they've, <laughs> yeah, no. they've, yeah. They've changed the art style entirely and oh, made wow, it. Oh wow! They like, really have. I've just looked it just up. look up Thundercats Raw, like, and you're like, yeah, that oh, is what? not good. Yeah, the 2011 <laughs> one. It, they made it like. Um, it's quite funny though. Like they, they made it like it's like it's a backstory to Lion-O and stuff like that, and mm. it's really good. And, and Mumra and why. He, pretends to be that little wizard and then he becomes Mumra and why the hell is a mummy in the first place and yeah. Mumra's really when I was a kid he's really scary Mumra like, Mumra oh yeah, I was terrified I was yeah, yeah I was terrified by Mumra in the in the opening mm. cutscene like where he kind yeah. of flexes and all like the bandages go off in yeah, all directions really yeah. cool. they never did they never did a um, like a Hollywood film of Thundercats did they you know? oh they, they nearly they tried did because so didn't what Brad Pitt as at Lionel I remember that rumor going across uh, who's the girl from uh, Resident Evil movies? Oh, Mila, Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. She wanted to play Chitara at one point. Of course she did. So Paul W.S. Anderson probably would have directed it in that case oh. if she wanted to be involved. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thankfully an enemy happen. of the show, Paul W.S. Anderson. Currently there's no release date except Thundercats as Wingard and Barrett have recently undertaken a complete script rewrite. Oh. So like the Thundercats yeah. will not be hitting theatres in 2021. Obviously not. But apparently it's in production, but again, again, so that's been in production for years, and so has a new He-Man yeah. live action. So I'm, t- I, I'm, I'm telling you, Oodles, pick up your phone and Google Thundercats Raw, because I want to see your reaction okay, to it. Thundercat, Thundercats Raw. <laughs> While he's doing that, I'll let you know, just interestingly, they was um, despite the amount of characters they had in the show, they only had a small circle of voice actors, with only six providing voices for the entire first season. <laughs> um, the Lynn Lipton, who did Jatara and Wynikit, also provided voices for every single female character that appeared. <laughs> so they are really limited. <laughs> and Panthro could only basically do Panthro because he had such a deep bass voice that that was literally all he could do. Oh, it looks like Gumball. <laughs> oh, it's crap. <laughs> it looks awful. Like Adventure Time Gumball shite that people love. Oh no! No, what? 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 Oh no! Oh, See, I get shy. trying to do think new different things, like with the recent Shira, like the the animated style with that is it's quite 
it's it's a nice nice new take on it. Look at Tigra. So, but but <laughs> the it's, cats on, it's, just, it's it's just <laughs> odd, isn't it? Big bulging eyes just like pop like in on the top of it their head. It just heads looks like and... Gum- Amazing World of Gumball or whatever that yeah. thing that the kids like, watch. If, if if you watch the trailer for it, like the voices just don't match. Like Lionel's voice actor sounds like Steven Universe and stuff like that. It's like, a it shame because like you, you can make that kind of cat like the um, Teen Titans go. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. it's in that kind of style. But oh, yeah. ugh, no, 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 no. And I think it's interesting. Just going back into this, I was looking. Um, a bit of research about the show, and I completely forgot that Lion-O, for some reason, gets affected when they crash, and he ends up, because they're in, um, like, cryo-freeze, whatever oh, yeah, you yeah. call it, that he ends up, some weird thing happens to him where he doesn't age, so his body does, but not his mind, yes. so he's still a child in an adult's body, which explains why he's always learning every episode. Yeah, they, they do that in the reboot, well, the 2011 reboot, like, uh, a... And spoiler alert for that as well. He gets to the point where his mind has aged way beyond, and he gets dementia and stuff. It's really like proper sad. But oh, okay. yeah, he's fucking yeah. I always forget about that bit, the cryo thing, and the the fact that the Thundercats aren't a native species to that world. Yeah, they crash land yeah. on that planet. It's fucking wild. They end up helping all the weird people that they meet. But yeah, the cats there was really awesome with the, the lasers that came out of the eyes. It was just I wanted everything from that. But show, nobody but... likes snaffed, other. Nice no, no, snarf, snarf. fuck snarf. Yeah, and it on that, I think. <laughs> Excellent, all good, all great picks, and we'll have more to discuss round the back. But I'm sure we've got a bulging sack that needs unleashing <laughs> and exploding upon everyone's ears. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, for the mailbag. Um. Starting off. Um. D and D has come in with a captain. Captain Bucky O'Hare. Oh. Mm, yeah. yeah. Or, and this may be the greatest 1980s theme tune of all time, The Raccoons. Come on, uh, remind me how it goes. Just hum it to me. I'm thinking... Uh, you, uh, you, you, you're you going to have to remember yourself. I remember with Cyril Sneer and stuff. I remember Raccoons. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Ah, oh. I don't remember it at I've all. I've got gummy bears in my head. Yeah. Gummy bears. Bouncing here and there. I'm just going to listen to it. Where? Yeah. Oh, it's one fuck. of those it's one of those songs you have to listen to because it doesn't make any mention of the record. It's just a basically just used a pop song for it, but it's an absolute oh, banger. What is that now? Just take it take your time and just have a quick listen to it. I'll stick it in here for the listeners so they okay. can hear a little little segment of it. Okay, I bet I can start singing it. Oh, here we go. I remember the. I remember the. I can remember what I'm seeing. <laughs> I don't remember this fucking like journey ballad. Fucking great. When falls, what the fuck is this? <laughs> is that genuinely what it was? <laughs> yes. No fucking way. This is we're just like on a pop song. That is not what that was. Surely not. Ooh. That's not what was in my head. Ah, I'm, I might be a tailspin or something like that as well. Oh, 
I think as a lot of these cartoons were released in the sort of mid eighties, there's a definite a lot of uh, like hair metal sort of theme yeah, tunes, aren't there? Definitely. I mean, I was I was going to say during Biggie's last section, like Thunder Thundercats is probably the reason why I love power metal. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> because the theme tune, the look of it, it's metal as fuck. Yeah. And the one that got thrown into the Discord pole position. Oh, pole position. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, so yeah, two, two bangers there from Sealy D and D. Ian Ball says, "Fuck yes, Wurzel Gummage." <laughs> I love all these shows. Gurzel Gummage. Uh, referring to <laughs> referring to the artwork that Oodles put out with a, a collection of uh, classic eighties and nineties uh, TV shows on the front. Yeah, fuck you, Kurt. Yeah, Wurzel Wurzel Gummage. That's such a weird. Uh, just to jump on that a second, it was created by like a crow man, like a crow god, that like. It unleashed Wurzel that he can put different heads on and stuff like it's fucked up Wurzel Gummidge it was I found it actually quite <laughs> creepy considering I like there's, the show there's a reboot we... of that as well Mackenzie yeah Mackenzie Crook doesn't need it really but the head's uh, like that, creepy that seems like man. the perfect thing for Mackenzie Crook to do actually yeah I can see that <laughs> uh, Cult Connections I said Jamie and the Magic Torch yeah Willow the Wisp <gasps> Drama Rama and a couple of bangers here. Battle of the Planets. Yeah. Oh, yes. Now we're talking. And the Tomorrow People. Yeah. It's yep. really good, that. Never watched any of them. Tomorrow People are oh, like you a need drama. to watch Battle of the Planets. You'd fucking love Battle of the Planets. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Might be the most 80s thing ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Defenders of the Earth. That's the, that's well, yeah, the most 80s thing you've ever watched. Uh, John Cheatham comes in and says, uh, don't know if it counts, as it wasn't really serialised, but Wallace and Gromit. It counts. Accept it. Yeah. Absolute classic, a labour of love that the animators modelled frame by frame for the early stop motion shorts. Peter Salas's performance is both timeless and utterly adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my daughter fell in love with that show. My, my kids adore it as well. I've, I've adored it since day one. I think we talked about this at the Christmas I did too, time. but mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to get her to see it and she fell in love that with it. That episode on the moon after. is... The, the most beautiful, yeah, not episode, that it's the, the short films, aren't they? Um, yeah, that one on the moon, Grandiose, yeah, Grandiose. It's, 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 it's hauntingly beautiful and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, mm, yeah, on the scale. Yeah. I saw a um, a thing on the on Twitter that made me laugh. It's just like everyone like banging on about these billionaires going to space and uh. No one ever talks about the, the guy and his dog who already went there just because he ran out of some cheese. Yeah. <laughs> in a rocket that he built in his in his yeah. basement. Northland Robbers says, ooh, I'd like to mention Thunderbirds, my all-time best kids TV mm. show. Why didn't we? Yeah, Thunderbirds was amazing. I had all the toys. Um, try to get my kids to watch it a couple of weeks ago, but they couldn't appreciate Super Marionation. Yes, it's yep. a word. Yes, yes it is. Uh, like I did back in the day. Also, the Sooty Show was an absolute classic and Hall of Fame worthy for TV kid, uh, for kids TV shows. Yeah, Sooty Sweep and yeah. Sue in that little uh, black uh, van. Who? What was his name that drove the van? What was his name? Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, he was a good lad as well. Matthew Corbett. Yeah, he seemed like a good guy. Don't tell me he's a baddie. <laughs> no, he's not a baddie. Uh, didn't um, I'm showing my age now? I think didn't his father used to do it and then he took it over. Oh, yeah, wow. it was yeah. Yeah, that that was that was fun. Um, Another they brought Sue in for the nineties one too. Sue was brilliant. What an addition! Sue's yeah. brilliant. She was the only one that had an actual voice. Yeah, that's true. She was squeaky and just yeah. yeah she was I used to love just hit things. He was so annoying. He was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, robotic monkeys come in with uh, well some eighties bangers as well. Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Yeah, Anyone remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I love that show. Um, he pointed out that kids' TV shows used to have banging theme tunes, and he brought up Thundercats and Pole Position. Yeah. So good. It's just so good. I mean, He-Man and the uh, Masters on the Universe, that was a good 
good uh, theme tune as well. And by <laughs> Stig's account, the new one is. Um, Transformers was good. Um, it's, it's so many good ones. But yeah, a lot of it was like power metal fantasies, weren't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Wonderful. Uh, futile exercise. He's mentioned one that I, I fucking adore here. Uh, being a kid of the 80s had all the classic cartoons, but I enjoyed Ulysses, Ulysses, uh, Ulysses 31. <gasps> easy for me to oh, say. Oh, yeah. That was uh, dark as fuck. Uh, and Mysterious Cities of Ghouls. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, now we're classic. talking. Yeah. He enjoyed them more than He-Man and Thundercats, maybe because they weren't for selling toys. Yeah, they were genuine, like, yeah. interesting stories. Yeah, I, I never saw well. a Ulysses figure. <laughs> no. And I don't even think I ever saw the end of Mysterious Cities of no, Ghouls. No, I didn't. It went on forever. Yeah, I never saw the ending. There's a really classic video of when the uh, the final episode aired in the UK, and there's um uh, was it Philip Schofield? He was pre- he was like the presenter on CBBC at the time, and the, um yeah, there's, the a, there's a video cupboard. of him sit yeah in the broom cupboard, him and Gordon the Goofer singing along to the theme tune <laughs> for the final episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I never saw it finish. Never know what happened. Did they ever find it? Probably. Uh, no, they didn't. Oh um, fuck! I know. <gasps> Very sad. Uh, Futile Exercise also goes on to say, a bit gutter they never finished Jason the Wheel Warriors. Mm. Still get the pole position theme tune stuck in his head. Uh, Cowgo's oh, Moo is yeah. set. Uh, the <laughs> Trap Door, another one with a banging theme tune. Yeah. yeah. Round the Twist, another banging theme tune. Have you tune. ever felt like this? Strange <laughs> things happen when you go in. Round the Twist. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. There was Sharky. And George, oh, the Busters yeah. of the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at Funhouse, it's a whole lot of fun. Oh, it's wacky. Yeah. It's fun. It's outrageous. He's a buddy, though. He's a <laughs> shop. Pat shop. No, he's no, got all no, the hits. It's not. It's not a. It's not. It's not a that kind of buddy. But he's a bit of a perv. He's probably got yeah. the twins locked in his I mean, bedroom. You saw, I was going to say you saw the that twins. Hair, man. <laughs> he did our student union. Um, Freshest week party. What he did? He was a DJ. He was the DJ. Yeah, Fucking yeah. Hell. He made fi- quite a few sexist jokes about the twins. Like, oh god, oh. Pat. Oh. <laughs> I know he was a DJ on radio. Like, probably still is. You never, I, you don't know. But I remember him having all the hits. Do you remember that uh, mullet as well? Oh, it was a glorious mullet. I'd love to be on Funhouse. Yeah, winning a trip every, to Alton every, Towers. Every kid did. Every, every every kid in the nineties wanted to be on Funhouse. Like go karts. Yeah. The go-karts, that's what it was. Yeah. And the go-karts, grabbing the prizes, get your Game Boy, get your, your VHS. It was always play, a trip, Dalton grand trip to Alton Towers. And you watch those kids yeah. and go, I could have fucking done that. You were that. too old. Too <laughs> old. <laughs> I wasn't that old. I remember that show. Yeah, but when, we, when the, the kids that were on it, you'd have been and too old. And this is old. Andrew, he's 21. <laughs> He'd be like, do I need it? It's for you. Fucking <laughs> banging him out the way. <laughs> Driving your actual car. <laughs> it started with the fun cave, all right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you remember when ICB tried to do their own version of Funhouse and they did um, Finders Keepers with Neil Buchanan? That was good as well. That was good. Where you had, to, the, you had to destroy yeah, all the, the house, didn't principle. you? Yeah. Mm, that was good. Uh, last, last up, we have Angry Kurt saying, I have a few favourite kid shows from when I was growing up in the 90s and early noughts, some of which I'm not sure I'm not sure many would have heard of. Yeah, he's, he's being hipster here. <laughs> hipster. First, first, first was an ITV game show called Jungle Run, which was on CITV. Mm. I love the show and always wished I could have been a contestant on it. Teams of kids had to do various challenges to get time for themselves to complete the Jungle Run Temple Challenge at the end of the show, which would net them prizes if they did it successfully. 
essentially what he's saying crystal is maze. this was a kid's version. It was the crystal maze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a risk-reward element to it, as the further you got into the temple, the better the prizes you would get, but you would also risk not making it out in time and leaving empty-handed. It's the crystal it's maze. It's crystal maze. <laughs> It was it was a lot of fun, and you would find yourself uh, rooting for it, ro- rooting for it against certain teams based on the kids involved as somewhere horrible and arrogant little snot bags who are we delighted <laughs> to see fail, and you could sometimes tell even the host hated them. My God, we found the angriness in him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Kurt was one of those. <laughs> He, Kurt says, made, Kurt made pretty- an old, he made an old joke against Biggie. So. How did he? Yeah. Is, he- <laughs> Is that why he's not Best Buy today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes on to finish off with uh, this is getting pretty lengthy so I'll give shout outs to some other favourites such as My Parents Are Aliens don't know what that is Watch oh, My no. Chops no <laughs> Fairly Odd Parents no <laughs> Get Your Own Back oh, I know, I that, know that one yeah. Yeah, yeah. that rings a bell 50-50 yeah I know that with the scores yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hey Arnold yep mm. you must know Hey Arnold mm. Football Head Football Head yeah, yeah. yeah I remember yeah. it it yeah. took me a while then Dick and Dom in the bungalow. I don't know what that is. Oh, right. That I sounds like something I'd watch on Parno. I know what Dick and Dom in. I'd <laughs> love to see the comment section on that. <laughs> Dick, I know what in Dick and Dom, Dom in the bungalow. In the bungalow. Was, but it was um, no. we were we were too old by that point. We're at least several years too old. For it, We've got like so. a decade yeah. over Kurt anyway, haven't we? It's like yeah. it's like I think it was a bit like he's live and kicking. Oh right, yeah. okay, yeah, live and kicking. But they did have boogies. Like, 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 Dick and Dom were like the second generation Ant and Dick. What did you say? They had bogies yeah. in the nose. Well, the game bogies. Mm. No. In bogies is great. Don't know what that Have is. Heard of bogies? No. Basically, uh, they used to go around filming places, and one they'd start out slow, and one would be like bogies, and and it basically they they had to go louder and louder until one of them gave up, like because they got. You know, because they were in public. Yeah, yeah, so they'd, yeah. Be, they'd be literally popping the heads over like the shelves and shops, going "bogeys" at the top of the voice, oh. and then like it got to the point where it was where one of them was just like, "I can't." Oh, it'd be better if you're going too loud. It's too embarrassed. Going, wanker, wanker. Well, <laughs> it's a kids show. It's a kids show. Do that. It's basically the same. Dick yeah, and Dom but, in, like, in in what in the bungalow. That doesn't sound like a kids show to me. In da bungalow. In da bungalow. Oh my yeah, word! Yeah, it was cool. It didn't say that. It was da. Okay. Um, and the last one he points out was. Uh, it was a Disney show. Is there Recess? No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've heard of Recess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is everything in the mailbag. Wow, wow. Excellent. Thank you very much for writing in. And now on to everyone's favourite segment, The Socials. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at Modern Escapism. On there, you'll find a link to all our episodes and socials. You can join us for a chat on Discord. We have loads of channels that are constantly active, and we really have a fun and supportive community of like-minded people. If you have any comments, you can either tweet us or email us at modernescapismpod at gmail.com. If you enjoy playthroughs, find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash modernescapism on Saturday. Oodles is continuing fable. You are, aren't you? Yeah, are um, you? I, I yeah. played a bit um, this week. Um, it's a charming little game, isn't it? I enjoyed watching you. Yeah, it's a chat. Ch- I forgot how, yeah, I forgot how good it was, actually. It aged quite well, I yeah, thought. it looks good. Hmm. Uh, Monday we have Biggie dies. Biggie is carrying on with his playthrough of Dark Souls. How close are you to the end now? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> what was the last thing you did? He's at all. He's at all. Oh, you're not. You're not halfway yet. No, 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 no. He's no. He's exactly halfway. This is the halfway point in the game. Not until after beating that boss is not halfway. Well, you have to beat the boss, yes, but yes, you're halfway. <laughs> 
So you've got a few more years of that to look forward to. Yeah, they are twats. <laughs> didn't, didn't we like do the poll for this after like... The, the it was in episode. September last year that we did this poll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor big I only play it when I'm streaming. You only need to ask for tips, mate, and I'll give you tips, but you haven't asked yet. You can cheese, you uh, can cheese them. I normally have um, our, one of our listeners, Robotic Monkeys, normally keeping me company. He's probably got honour, unlike others. me. <laughs> but yeah, he's normally there giving me a few tips because he likes watching me mm. be really bad at it, I think. I don't think you can be good at it, really, can you? Uh, Wednesday, we have Gadget and Stig so playing... Aimed at me? Z- <laughs> <laughs> and now it was Candy's aimed at the world. Candy's now fully integrated into the podcast. Yes. She's had a joke at Biggie's expense. <laughs> if you didn't catch that, Wednesdays, we've got Gadget and Stig playing Sea of Thieves. Um, Thursday I do my creature feature I just finished Hellblade and so good I I don't know if you saw the stream but I did have a little bit of a sob unfortunately I will just say I was quite no it's the second time I had a little sob with you as well (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always cry at the end of games it's not because it was sad it's because I'm I'm just it's ended it's because it's ended we're on a beautiful journey so this week which is starting tonight when the poll comes out i'm starting those who remain yes and we were kind enough to be support uh, supplied with a review code for that so i'll be talking about that on this what on one the is that? at some point those who remain it looks it's, like a sort of not um, out yet technically but oh. you're allowed to stream it don't worry <clears throat> okay then <laughs> thanks <fuck. laughs> um also, all our playthroughs get uploaded to YouTube, and we've got a little bit of extra content, so you can watch it in your own time. Search for Modern Escapism in channels. We're really close to being given our own uh, personal link, so please subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, Patreon's been spoken about. If you like our content and your feelings particularly generous and want to give us a bit of extra support, find us on patreon.com slash modernescapism. And next week's subject is greatest comebacks, so this can include actors, TV reboots, music, what or who made politicians? Donker. Politicians. It doesn't include everything I like. Yes. Sean <laughs> Connery allowed to be included in this one. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might come back. You never know. Come out of retirement. Yes, boy. It's basically, that anything that you think might have fizzled out of existence and has just made an absolute cracking comeback. So let us know in the comments. Um, as always, if you have a minute and you've enjoyed our podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us get seen. We read all the five-star reviews, and if you have any suggestions for us, we value them and take them all on board. So please do, if you have a minute, little five-star, we'd love it. if you don't, we will reboot Bernard's Watch with Oodle's Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to- no, we don't want to give Oodle's the power to stop time. God, no. Yeah. I've listened to the uh, theme tune for that. It's terrible. It's crap, innit? It's just like some <laughs> shitty flute thing going on or what? It's a recorder. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a, re- it's a recorder. It's terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> the worst. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. And and thank you very much for listening. If you're not a patron, um, this is it for you. Um, and we're going to go out with a quite a poignant <laughs> quote from uh, the one Mr. Patrick Starfish. Sometimes we have to go deep inside ourselves to solve our problems. Good night.
kidding them with an ice cream.